Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show On The Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here, good conservative and uh, member of the Republican Party, but a natural-born listener. Bah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> some days. And he portrays uh, Waldorf other days. So there he is. And you're a who? Stadler. Stadler. Right. And uh, On The Mark, WKOK live telephone talk show. Kevin Hur is our chief eye-roller-in-chief next door, and he keeps... Uh, Tries to keep tabs on us and plays fabulous bumper music. We're going to start out today with an interview we asked for and received an opportunity to talk to Leonard Steinhorn, American University professor of history and uh, associate professor of political science, uh, and very, very close follower of all things Washington, D.C. and U.S. government and gun discussion and the January 6th insurrection in the committee. And part of our good CBS radio network. Oh, yes, yes, CBS analyst. Yeah, there we go. That's the linchpin that uh, gives us opportunity. Good morning, Leonard. Thanks for calling in. Morning. Hey, happy to be here. Thanks. Really do appreciate this. Let's talk about sort of the pivot point that's happening with January 6th before we get into gun laws and things like that. Uh, This public hearing, uh, sort of Watergate-esque, probably no coincidence, it's on the 50th anniversary of Watergate. What do we hope to get out of this? Because the, um, you know, people who don't believe in the January 6th committee are so adamant that it's just a a partisan witch hunt. What are some outcomes of public hearings in the January 6th uh, committee? Well, look, here's the bottom line for them. They have uh, over 140,000 documents. They've collected information from about 1,000 witnesses. And what they're going to try to do is to present the evidence and present it as a story of what happened on January 6th, who is behind it, some of the extremists that were involved in it, potential connections to former President Trump, and basically give a larger sense that this was, is, continues to be, it was and continues to be a real threat to our democratic institutions if you try to deny the sort of legitimate election of a president of the United States. So they're going to try and tell that story. Now, they've got a lot of headwinds. Uh, You're talking about, as you say, a lot of Republicans who just are going to turn this off. In fact, of all the cable and broadcast networks, Fox is not going to be covering this. They've got headwinds there. They've got headwinds because people's attention has changed. You know, people aren't talking about January 6th the way they were 17 months ago. You know, they're talking about Ukraine or inflation or guns or crime or baby formula. So this is an attempt to sort of get people to think again that, yes, we've got all these challenges facing our country, but at the core of our country is our democracy, and if we don't preserve it, we are going to be in far more trouble than any high gas price is going to give us. And here's the reason why, people, this is the story we're going to tell. 
When I first started following this after it happened, I was always very hesitant to call it an insurrection. But now with the uh, sedition charges against the Oath Keepers and the new riot-related charges uh, against the Proud Boys, is that hesitancy now unfounded that insurrection was on the mind of at least a few of the folks that went in the Capitol? Yes, and in fact, I think their first hearing is going to focus a fair amount on the Proud Boys and their involvement, and potentially, I would guess, that the evidence they have connecting some of those Proud Boys with people in the Trump camp, whether it's the Trump campaign or the Trump White House or the Trump family. So they're going to be telling that story and making people worry and saying, look, this wasn't just some peaceful rally outside the Capitol. This was a coordinated effort by people to overturn the, an election in the United States of America in which the courts and the public officials said there was no fraud, it wasn't rigged, everything went pretty well. In fact, the Trump administration's head of sort of election cybersecurity said it was as safe an election as you get. Um, so this, you know, they're going to try and say, look, we have to take these things seriously. We've been given the birthright of a democracy, and if people are going to try and overturn an election because they're unhappy that they lost, then that undermines democracy, and it sends us down a path that we don't want to go, and it's a path called authoritarianism, and it's a path called instability, and it's a path called, ultimately, the loss of our democracy and our democratic institutions if an election can be overturned so easily. So I think that's the story they want to tell. They want to give people pause and make people think, oh my gosh, maybe there is something larger at stake than the immediate issues facing my family, and that we want to be able to bequeath this democracy to future generations. Now, to some people that may sound too hysterical. To some people it may sound too alarmist. Um, but what they're going to try and do is make the case through the evidence not through all of these statements from members of Congress. This is going to be an evidence-based story that they're going to tell and basically give people pause and say, hey, maybe I really need to think about this. Let me ask you this question, Leonard. Did Nancy Pelosi uh, rejecting the Republicans uh, who were put forth for membership in the committee, did she make a mistake there? I mean, isn't the adversarial system what usually brings out the truth, like in a courtroom where you have the defense and the prosecution, each presenting evidence, each presenting a case, and then people could look at the verdict and say, gee, it was tough, but it was fair? I think... From a theoretical basis, I would agree with you. Um, it would be good to have buy-in. The question is whether some of those members who are fully in Donald Trump's camp, who deny the election of Joe Biden, would have been obstructionist and sort of uh, limited the committee's ability to gather evidence and to sort of present it to the people of the United States. Um, and so I think she made a decision there that that, look, we can't have people who basically say this was a stolen election, who basically say that January 6th was just a civic protest um, being on this committee, because in the long run, you know, we do see what happened at the Capitol. It was a violent effort to overturn an election. People were setting up uh, 
you know, sort of scaffolding with, uh, you know, to be able to hang Mike Pence in a symbolic way. They were actually searching out Nancy Pelosi. They were searching out Mike Pence. They were searching out other members of Congress and the Senate. Um, and so her point is that, you know, anybody who doesn't see the seriousness of this and is going to simply be sort of reading from the hymn book of, of Donald Trump is going to create more problems getting the truth out than facilitating it. So from a theoretical basis, yes, because what you had, you know, 50 years ago, 49 years ago with the Senate committee were people who supported and voted for Richard Nixon, but were willing to step back and say, we've got a problem here, we've got to look at the evidence. And if you think about one of the most important members of that committee, Howard Baker, and his famous phrase, you know, what did the president know and when did he know it? It's because a lot of Republicans were willing to listen to the evidence and become sort of part of the fact-finding mission of the Watergate committee. And it wasn't altogether clear that some of the people who Kevin McCarthy would have been putting on there would have done that. So this is why she was open to a Liz Cheney, whose conservative credentials are pretty much unchallenged, or Adam Kinzinger, you know, a, a veteran uh, who's been a staunch Republican. Um, so she bought herself some cover in that regard, but nothing is going to satisfy the hardcore believers in, in former President Trump. But couldn't you make the same case about the Democrats on that committee? I mean, they all participated in the impeachment of the president. They were all excited about getting him out of office. They eagerly bought into the Russian gate conspiracy theory of the, the Steele dossier. I mean, aren't they guilty of the same thing you're accusing the Republicans of? I'm not so sure they all bought into the Steele dossier. Um, and there was involvement with the Russians. I mean, you go look at the Mueller report, and there was involvement with the Russians. It just didn't reach the level, as Mueller said, of criminal conspiracy. Um, so, again, there was evidence, plenty of evidence of that that was out there. So, it's you know, the point is, is that are people open to the evidence um, that's going to be unfolding? But yes, the you know uh, the Trump folks and Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans are going to be able are going to say exactly what you're saying that yeah they may be trying to put out the evidence but their thumb is on the scale because they're looking at it through partisan lenses. So the question for me at least is are they going to be able to present the evidence as is and are we going to be able as sort of a jury to be able to evaluate it or are they going to try and spin it in such a way um, that it doesn't allow for any openness of judgment that we as citizens have to make uh, when thinking about these issues. Now, moving on to the topic of guns, just in the history lens, uh, put your history hat on here, uh, how much of a phenomenon is this that's happening in Washington, D.C. right now? We have public opinion and an incident significantly pushing Congress to do something which they, you know, at least majority-wise, didn't want to do in the past. So uh, just how, uh, how significant a dot on the U.S. Uh, timeline is this? Well, I'd say it's good and significant that people are responding sort of this sense of existential angst and anger and frustration that these mass shootings are happening on a daily basis. We have more mass shootings this year than we have days in the calendar. Um, and I think people are genuinely scared. And when it goes into a grocery store where people are shopping and, and it's race-based, and when it goes into a school where innocent fourth graders are being shot down and killed, and 
some of them trying to survive by taking the blood of a child next to them and putting it on them, that's compelling. That's emotional. That brings us to the fore. So I think, you know, there's a, a tipping point that we're at for action. The question is, how much action are they going to actually take? And to be able to get a compromise that brings on not just 10 Republicans, but since John Cornyn, the senator from Texas, who's Mitch McConnell's lieutenant in the Senate, since he's in this sort of working group, I don't think he's going to be satisfied with just getting 10 Republicans to agree to this. I think he wants to do something that gets maybe 25 Republicans on it, so it really becomes bipartisan. But if that's the case, then it's going to be far more watered down than even that Manchin-Toomey bill from nine years ago, uh, in which they wanted to be able to expand background checks uh, uh, to gun shows and Internet sales. That may not even be on the table. What may be on the table is expanding background checks for people 18 to 21 years old. What may be on the table is not a national red flag uh, law, but incentives for states to be able to pass red flag laws. What will be on the table are certain measures to help secure schools a little bit and some mental health measures. Far less than what the Democrats uh, would like, but enough to be able to build a compromise and say, yeah, we're responding and getting something done because we are recognizing the problem. And I think the Democrats, such as Senator Chris Murphy, who came to national prominence after that horrible tragedy in Sandy Hook, he's desperate for anything. So, yes, I think he will not let the perfect be the enemy of the mildly good in this particular case. Chris Wallace wrote a great book called Countdown 1945, in which he recounts the trials of President Truman and his administration in trying to determine whether or not to actually drop the atomic bomb once they found out it would work. And you, you get the sense that there was a lot of give and take in the government at that point, that people could discuss ideas and they could be on either side of the issue and yet still arrive at a valid conclusion. I don't see that in Washington today. Everything seems to be through the partisan lens. How are we ever going to get anything done about gun guns and this terrible situation I'll admit we have in this country if we can't discuss the issues openly and frankly and bring them out for a full public airing well I would use your radio show as a model to be honest um, because you have people with differing points of view who talk with each other but realize the good faith of the person on the other side that you have people have different lived experiences and they have to be able to share that and and sort of uh, be able to listen to each other. I think the, the real dilemma is when the rubber hits the road, which is after people do listen to each other, is how much does somebody give up to be able to come to something that reaches the common good and is acceptable to a large number of people. So I think what we've lost is uh, the art of compromise. Um, and the other thing that we've lost is with gerrymandering in congressional districts, what you have now are so many safe seats that are either D30 or R30, meaning, or, or D20, R20, meaning that, you know, the Republicans will win that seat by 20 or 30 percentage points, or the Democrats will, that if somebody actually compromises uh, on a particular issue, they worry that they could get primaried in their district and therefore face somebody more conservative or somebody far more liberal uh, and not be able to win their primary and get reelected. 
Um, so I think we have a bunch of structural issues that we have to address in this country that keep us from coming to some sort of compromise. And I think these are some serious discussions that we have to have. But again, these don't fit well on, you know, sort of on Twitter. Um, and it doesn't fit well on Facebook, where the algorithms only support your own particular point of view and send you further to the extremes. Um, so there's a lot of sort of centrifugal forces that are pulling people away from the center and away from the ability to compromise on things. And I think that's what we have to face as a country right now. So if the January 6th committee is going to say, we have threats to our democracy from what happened on January 6th, I would love to see another commission that basically talks about the threats to our democracy from exactly what you say, which is the inability for people to talk with each other, the echo chambers that we're in, and the increasing difficulty of people in politics to be able to compromise and to come to some sort of deal that acknowledges the, the best of both sides and the concerns of both sides and that we sort of meld them together into the law. Well, thank you for the remark about Joe and I trying to be part of the solution, although you've never heard us off mic, so... <laughs> Joe don't want to. <laughs> Joe still has the scar on his forehead from the pen that I threw over there, so... But thank you for that, and uh, I'm just hoping maybe some government program can bring us all back together again. I'm not sure what that would be, but as a Democrat, I think maybe there could be some help somewhere in Washington that could help us, uh, help us with hope. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks you for all Thanks, your Leonard. remarks and your time. We very much appreciate Appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Dr. Steinhorn. Take care. Always, always my pleasure. Thanks so much, Dr. Leonard Steinhorn, American University professor of history and associate professor of political science, and a CBS News correspondent, uh, author of a book in defense of the baby boomers. So, uh, saying maybe in fact they're the greatest generation. So who knows? I I wouldn't want to sit at that table and argue that out. But uh, yeah, we appreciate his time. All right. Next up, a reaction to his remark or uh, an open phones topic of your selection. Anything you'd like to add to our discussion about the January 6th uh, committee and the uh, riot, basically riot-related charges that were filed against a few people yesterday via indictment or uh, the gun discussion. Senator Toomey uh, started out in the background, kind of behind the curtain, but now uh, once again one of the front people for the discussion about possible compromise and the... Uh, uh, the good professor said we're not quite there where we're willing to compromise and really deeply listen to each other. So your comments about all of that, call us 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. You can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Our show sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, great music, Christopher Cross. Ride like the wind. 1982, mm, 81. Was it? Yeah, that sounds about right. 81, all right. 1-800-795-9565. got some callers lined up. We'll start out with Stan, and uh, we got a few minutes before the top of the hour, but Stan, you have an open mic. Go right ahead. Yeah, where 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 is the has the irrefutable proof that Mr. Schiff had that there was Trump-Russia collusion been been hidden away from us for the past four years? I don't know. You've read everything and know as much as can be known anyway, and you don't see it? He's never been put out. That's why I've never seen it. No Russian he's collusion been lying, at He's all. been lying to the American people for four or five years that he has irrefutable evidence that Trump colluded with Russia. And Mr. Steinhorn get on there and says that there is evidence that, you know, Russia and Trump and them got together in the Mueller report, but yet that evidence has never been put out. You know, shit. I went on the news media more times than I can count saying that he has irrefutable proof that will be coming <laughs> out. He did and say that. Still right. isn't out. We all remember. Okay, we'll stipulate that he was wrong on that. What else? No, he was lying about it. He wasn't wrong about it. He was okay, lying that's about fine. it. Okay, right, so he's and then lying. he got this guy Steinhorn come on and still repeat the same old lie. People come on the show and repeat old lies all the time. Well, he didn't say he didn't. He said there was contact. He didn't say that, uh, and he right. actually refuted the Steele dossier when he said that oh, he didn't yeah, believe yeah. Democrats okay. bought into it. All of them didn't buy into it. Right. Everybody sitting on that on the January sixth on Constitutional Committee says they they didn't buy into it, but they probably all voted for impeachment. I'm sure. So they bought into it. You know, because they didn't get him on impeachment for that, but they went after him for the fake Ukrainian thing. So, yeah, you know, they, they bought into it. They just couldn't do anything about it at the time. All right, what else? All right. Well, you know, and, and he continues this thing about, oh, the democracy. We're not a democracy. This is a constitutional republic. We use democratic means to elect the officials, but we are not a democracy. Because if we were a democracy, it'd be like two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for lunch. Now, I understand that, that doesn't a, end well. it's partisan, but don't you think anybody who tries to usurp the election is uh, fighting against the democratic process in the U.S.? Who, who is usurping the election? No, this is a hypothetical. Now, there was people down protesting. There was people protesting, yes. And they were there on uh, the, the big rally, yes. And there was people that went in the, uh, into the Capitol building illegally. They did break things, and they fought with the cops. They should all be arrested. Okay? But no conspiracy, but really no sedition. No... That those people that were there okay. could have possibly taken over the government. All right, so no conspiracy and no sedition in your view. Oh, they say they have some theories, supposedly, <laughs> okay, but not you in guys, your view. Okay, you know, talking, we got you. talking amongst each other, but they still haven't brought it up to Trump or anybody in the White House, have they? All right. Oh, thank well, you so much, Dan. we got to move on. The mindset of some people, John Brown thought that if he got took over that arsenal in Harper's Ferry, that he could get all the slaves in the area to join him, and they didn't. You know, so they may well have had the intention of starting some kind of an insurrection. They just didn't get any support. Stan, call us back during the 9 a.m. hour. Next up on our lightning round here is Mike from Bloomsburg, PA. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Yeah, I think uh, Stan was kind of dancing around the topic. And the topic is 
that Hillary Clinton, the DNC, the FBI, CIA, and Barack Obama were his administration were involved in a conspiracy, one, to smear Donald Trump before he got in office, and then two, destroy him once he was in. And I think that's exactly what happened, and I think that it's being covered up just like the, our government does a job of you know covering up everything. I mean, go back to the old saying, I'm from the government and I'm here to help you. And that's pretty much mocked. And I think we just have something on a much larger scale than Peter Schiff just habitually lying to the American people about um, what he heard in a uh, closed meeting. You're thinking of Adam Schiff, I gather. Yeah, Adam Schiff. I'm sorry, I get the shifts mixed up. <laughs> you got to watch your shifts. Yeah, okay. really. <laughs> All right. Uh, Anything else for uh, right now? Really, Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, did, did you happen to listen to Joe Biden on Friday, his pep talk? I heard uh, some of it. The related to guns after the shooting? No, the, the economy, the economy. And uh, where he essentially belittled and mocked a private business person named Elon Musk. Now, I, I really thought he, that was someone who was belittling himself but it was well-received by the Democrat left, from what I understand. <laughs> I haven't heard anything. This is all new to me. So it didn't yeah, reach I, the Democrat. Are you talking about the speech where he claimed that he was inducted into the United States Naval Academy the same year he graduated from the University of Delaware or wherever it was he graduated from? No, that was the one that he said he's doing everything he can to control inflation. And someone asked him about... Elon Musk saying that he sees bad things ahead, and uh, Biden responded, well, maybe that's because Ford just hired 5,000 union workers to compete against them, and then he said, I hope he has a good time on his trip to the moon. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, that's as bad as anything that almost Donald Trump ever said, and uh, the Democrat just loves him and kisses his feet for talking like that. All right, we got you. All right, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for Thanks, checking Mike. in. You could have more time, so call back as the show progresses. Bob, you're on the mark. You get the last minute. Go right ahead. You'll have to be brisk. Go ahead. That's okay. Uh, you know, in listening in, in listening to the station all these years and the, uh, the basic policies of, of news, I think sensationalism has taken over the media when it comes to uh, uh, politics and and especially these bad news stories. I mean, when when you and I and Joe were in the started in the business, it was just the who, what, when, where, and why, and then editor the editorial comments were at a different place. So I think we want to really look at uh, legislation to to change all uh, that. All right, we got you, Bob. Thank you so much. Call back. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Mr. Kevin is on the other side of the glass. He's our eye roller in chief, making sure that anything Joe and I say just makes us more Stadler-like and Waldorf-like than ever. But we would invite you to lighten up the show with fabulous opinions and great emails and wonderful texts. And so we would like to talk to you uh, now. You can contact us on our toll-free line, one 800 795 You can email us at onthemarket.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. So far today, we talked a little bit about the Steele dossier, thanks to a comment from Dr. Leonard Steinhorn from American University, sort of a left-leaning political analyst who uh, always has uh, great insights and just a fabulous memory for history. So we appreciate his uh, checking in. And we've had some callers talk about a few of his remarks and some additional things. Uh, we talked uh, to Leonard Steinhorn about uh, the potential for some gun law or mental health law or red flag law changes in the U.S. in the light in, in the wake of the uh, Uvalde shooting in Texas. So we talked about that phenomenon that's under underway. Of course, I still say, and I believe, nothing's going to happen, but at least we're having a lot of words. That's the important thing. And uh, got some emails related to those kind of things. He also talked about the uh, January 6th, and uh, I guess we're up to at least a dozen, maybe more individuals specifically charged with riot, conspiracy, and sedition-oriented charges. So, well, of course, the vast majority of individuals uh, charged aren't charged with sedition. I think there's 800 or so charged with various crimes, uh, just that dozen or so really faced with things that threaten our democracy and conspiracy, of course, the big issue, planning to do uh, harm to our elected uh, election process. So uh, that's on the table. So give us a buzz, 1-800-795-9565. You can email Email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, we do have some news headlines. Veterans Memorial Bridge detour is going to be set up in Sunbury on Sunday morning. Motorists advise of a closure and lane restriction on the Veterans Memorial Bridge at Sunbury this weekend. Sunday, June 12th, the northbound lanes of the Veterans Memorial Bridge will be closed between Route 147 in Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 in Shemokin Dam. Uh, the detour will go through Northumberland. Or, as I suggested this morning, you can go down to either the Millersburg Ferry or the Clarks Ferry Bridge to get across. Oh, and uh, southbound will be down to one lane, and this will allow PennDOT to remove debris and some other items at the base of the bridge piers. So watch out for that closure this weekend. It is uh, now a matter of when, not if, gasoline prices will ever go below $5 a gallon in Pennsylvania. They are consistently above $5 a gallon. In most areas, GasBuddy.com reported as of Monday morning, gas prices in nine states, including Pennsylvania, commonly exceeded $5 per gallon. Gas cents went up about 20 cents a gallon in the past week up uh, since Monday morning, and then up another 10 cents a gallon on Monday, according to GasBuddy.com. So prices continue to rise. They do say we should reach about five fifty a gallon on average in Pennsylvania, believe it or don't. That should be the peak. Oh, that's so exciting. Good the good news is there. All right. Uh, from our correspondent Mark Sims in Harrisburg, legislation affecting Election Day poll watchers. These are partisan individuals, typically, who monitor what's going on in uh, polling places and advocate for candidates. And some legislation affecting poll watchers has been approved in the state Senate. 
Senator David Argel says, among other things, the bill would increase the number of eligible poll watchers for all political parties from two to three, strengthen penalties for election officials who interfere with the duties of poll watchers, and ensure poll watchers can observe pre-canvassing and counting of ballots. These are simple, common-sense measures to help people begin to trust election results once again. But Senate Democratic Leader Jay Costa is especially concerned about a provision of the bill which would allow all registered voters to be poll watchers at any precinct in the state. This is going to be something that is going to increase and enhance the opportunity for folks to intimidate voters through this process. The bill now goes to the House. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Penn Live was first to report last evening that Governor Tom Wolf has tested positive for COVID 19 for the second time. Uh, the governor said on Twitter, quote, My symptoms are mild. I'm grateful I recently got my second vaccine booster, unquote. Governor Wolf says he's isolating at home and following CDC guidelines. Uh, on to some national news as federal legislators talk about gun safety, some states are acting on their own. New York State does have new gun laws just on the books, Governor Kathy Hochul. We're tightening the red flag laws to keep guns away from dangerous people, and we're raising the age of semi-automatic weapons. Tom Foti, CBS News, Washington. And former first... Raising the age of the weapons, how do you do that? Uh, Well, make them older, (laughs) I guess. Just time goes on, it should take care of it by itself. Anyway, uh, you'll appreciate this, Joe. Please stand up. Former First Lady Nancy Reagan is being honored. You don't stand up for Nancy, but you standing, you just don't see me. Oh, you sat back down. <laughs> First Lady Nancy Reagan is being honored with a forever stamp at the U.S. Postal Service. The stamp Long was, overdue. Uh, the stamp was unveiled at the White House. First Lady Jill Biden gave a speech during the unveiling. The commemorative stamp will officially be available July 6th, which would have been Mrs. Reagan's 101st. She protected her husband when he had Alzheimer's. Okay. In what way? Making sure we didn't know what was really happening? No, no. He admitted it. Uh, President Reagan came out and said he had it, and Mm -hmm. then Nancy just protected him and made sure he was safe. Okay. Good lady. Good spouse. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, let's, uh, we got open phones, 1-800-795-9565. Joey Reed. One uh, of our friends, Tom, says, Leonard Steinhardt every Friday instead of right-wing hack Ben Likerly, please. <laughs> so all you want to hear, Tom, is all left-wings talk, and then everything will be happy. We don't talk about the problems the Biden administration is having. I mean, really, this is the gang that couldn't shoot straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's making these claims that he was uh, inducted into the yeah, United States. Specifically, to, I, I hadn't heard about that. Well, I mean, Kevin, I heard is that. that the, since. Is that the clip you have, Kevin, where he was talking about being admitted to the um, um, a naval academy at the same time he was a student somewhere else? Uh, no, the one I have is uh, the e- uh, clip about Elon Musk. Well, go ahead and play that. Tell you, Elon Musk is talking about that. Ford is increasing their investment over. Ford is increasing well, the investment in building new electric vehicles, 6,000 new employees, union employees, I might add, in the Midwest. Um, the former Chrysler Corporation, Stellantis, they are also making similar investments in electric vehicles. Intel is adding 20,000 new jobs for making computer chips. Um, so, uh, you know, lots of luck on this trip to the moon. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, you know. <laughs> 
No, of course, if President Trump had said that, it would have been horrible. Oh, so you disgusting. think he's being sarcastic? He wants him to be hurt on the moon? That's what it sounds like. Oh, good luck. On I your didn't trip hear to the that moon. in there, but you do, and you have the better hearing than I do. So I'll let that go. But uh, you know, okay. And then our friend Doug says you might as well have people from CNN or MSNBC on your t- show to talk about things going on today. Your guest this morning is a total bleeding heart political hack. So spare us that he's an objective political analyst. Wait, 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 wait. He's not an objective political analyst. Nobody ever said he was. He's partisan. He leans left and talks that way. And would you not agree? I don't think we ever called him objective, did we? Well, I believe you did. Oh, I may well, be wrong. Uh, that. That's a false statement. Yeah, I'm sorry, I misspoke. Yeah, he is definitely left leaning, and that's the, how he advocates and sees things and speaks things. And uh, um, yeah, sorry about that. But he's willing to debate the other side. Well, I've, asked, yeah. I've asked Leonard some Unlike tough questions. Unlike some people who say, yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, uh, the whole January 6th thing is a total joke. It was a setup from politicians and the FBI, just like the supposed plot to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Capitol police let people into the Capitol, and they were told to stand. Down, hoping that people would get caught up in everything and start a riot so that it could be used to keep Trump and those politicians who support him from being able to run again. There are thousands of hours of video that show what actually happened on January 6th, but the media simply won't show it. They use geo-tracking to find anyone who was at the Capitol and arrest them. Yet when True the, uh, True the Vote used the same thing to track the mules who were stuffing ballot boxes, well then, it's not reliable. We are being lied to and deceived every day by our corrupt media and government. All right. See, there so you have it. So part of the corrupt media. <laughs> where do you stand? Oh, well, I must be part of the problem then, yeah. So. I mean, but but uh, Dr. Steinhorn, you know, I, I agree. I said I jokingly, I said I was going to nickname him Lefty Leonard. <laughs> but he is a bright guy, and he makes some good points. And if you just write him off as a flaming liberal, you're not hearing the common sense things he's saying. Now, we may disagree with them, but you can't say that he hasn't thought long and seriously about his positions and that he doesn't articulate them with great brilliance. Right, and I I agree. I just love to hear what he has to say, but it's the same when... uh, Senator Gordner is here, Professor Alf Sievers, who's a conservative professor from Bucknell University, or Matt Rose, who, you know, I'm always... Even our friend Jeff McCausland. Right, still glued with rapt attention to what they have to say and how they came about their viewpoints, not just the signs or the memes or the 150-character statements that they say, but the real... Uh, deep, thoughtful uh, intellect that goes into those particular conservative viewpoints. Always very glad to hear them. Um, and I appreciate Ben on the show on Friday. He's you know a lot farther right than you, at least in terms of his outspokenness. But I always learn something and find it uh, fantastic. And I would not want to replace him with Leonard Steinhorn. I don't think <laughs> that would work very well. So, but well, see, as this Dr. Is Steinhorn pointed out, this program does specialize in having both points of view. People like Tom... Uh, and our friend E.B., who only want to hear the left-wing p- position. Or Doug. Although, I'll give them credit, they do apparently listen. So, I mean, they may get irritated by it, but <laughs> they do get point. listen. And the people on the right, I mean, the whole idea is to present different ideas, different opinions, different thoughts, and let you make up your own mind. Well, and but at the same time, I think, uh, and this is happening on the left and on the right, people are allowing their bias to affect their view of the truth. If you say absolutely positively, uh, you 
you know, in the um, in, in indictment and uh, uh, the uh, Mueller report that there's absolutely positively no Russian connection at all whatsoever to President Trump, then you're denying something that is true. And likewise, if you say, you know, that there's absolutely positively no insurrectionists or riot conspiracy associated with people who ended up in the Capitol or that all of the 800 people that have been charged are overcharged just because they carry their cell phone into the Capitol, then you're you're not allo- you're allowing your political bias to filter out right. something that happens to be true. So, and you know, maybe I do it too. I, I'm criticizing people who can't see the truth just because of their bias. Maybe I do it too. Well, but you assume it's the truth because it's your bias. In other words, if you say it's left and I say it's right, your bias tells you it's left, and so you believe it's left. My bias tells me it's right, and I believe it's right. One of our listeners says, I'm sick to death about hearing about background checks for gun shows and Internet sales. Get on the Internet or go to a gun show and see how many guns you can buy without going through an FFL. I like this one. One of our writers says, all human beings want to do is control each other. For proof, just look at married men's wives. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's kind of out there. Uh, Let's see. Oh, we got four calls on the All right. Oh, dear. All right. Well, let's get to the phones then. Dan is first. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Hey, Steinhor is a typical left-wing liberal. Yeah, I misspoke if I said that. Sorry about that. Yeah, he is definitely left-leaning. We admit that. Yeah, and he, uh, he wants, he, in other words, the Democrats got what they want. They want a kangaroo hearing kangaroo court for this Trump, for the insurrection into the Capitol building. They don't know objectivity. He talked about Liz Cheney and the other gentlemen being staunch Republicans. They're not Republic. They're, yeah, they're not conservative. Yeah, they have a Republican title, but they're not conservative whatsoever mostly. Now, they have some conservative viewpoints but they're at, in other words they're Trump haters. They hate Trump so bad. <laughs> so anyone who disagrees with, with the Democrats. Listen, Liz and, Cheney is Liz Cheney is a conservative. She may not be right, the kind of Republican you want. She in some areas. Yeah. Well, she is in all areas. She's a conservative, but she disagrees yeah. with Donald Trump. That is doesn't she a make Trump her Trump hater. No, Come I don't on. think she hates him. I think she questions him. And and I realize and, you have to have absolute fealty to Donald Trump to be considered a good Republican these days. But I disagree with that. I can I find great deal of fault with Donald Trump, and you know, and, huh? and you disagree with him on Good's several you. issues yourself. Good for you. you. You're very objective, aren't you? The thing is that Trump, on January 4th, he approved they could call in 20,000 20, National Guards. He heard there was going to be trouble the Capitol building, and they, everyone, refused to do it. So you tell me how Trump bears any any problem with this in the insurrection into the Capitol building when he called for that. And they're only trying to get Trump, you know. And you tell me how 
that they can well, use a kangaroo court. Okay, so you don't see him as being in any way responsible for January 6th. So that, Not at that's all. That's fine. Okay, well, I consider him to be, let's say, 30% responsible for January 6th. But you say Zero. President Trump, through all of his lies, the baseless statement that the election was stolen, <laughs> and uh, we had three or four oh. different conspiracies going at the same time <laughs> in order to overturn the election, he has absolutely zero culpability zero. in those here. Okay. Zero, zero, right. zero. And you take Schiff, you talk about Trump, you can hardly name a Trump lie. It, I already asked you, and it was hard for you to find a Trump lie. <laughs> lies every wait, time wait, wait, wait. They're all over the now. floor, Dan. He could bend over and pick up five. <laughs> well, 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 let's start at the beginning. What about the fact that his inauguration was the most well-attended of any inauguration ever? When we Probably know, in fact... Was. Oh, okay, right. Okay, we got you. See, <laughs> Dan, you're, you're doing exactly... Schiff lies... Every time he opens his mouth, and you guys know it. You, okay, well, you that's fine. Know it. We'll stipulate that that might be true, too. There's no argument. Well, I believe Adam Schiff's a liar, but I believe Donald Trump is, too. Right. Uh, well, okay, we all tell a lie now and then. Let's put it that way. But right. Schiff continually, every time he opens his mouth, a lie comes out of it. i never seen an A&I... Republican anti-Trump guy worse than shift. He makes me sick. I watch when he talks, but he's always lying and lying and lying. They ought to. The left-wing media was fair. They'd count shifts lies, and they could get a lie every time he opens his mouth. Or is well, it? this is not right. a showmanship for TV. We, we got to go. But just one, one yeah. thing, Dan, just one thing. Now, you said that uh, President Trump had the wool pulled over his eyes because of the vaccine, or you don't call it a vaccine. You believe he was wrong about Dr. Oz, you know. So right. you, you have your objections to Donald Trump, but you know, sure. but you know, you know he tells lies. You know he does. He's lied about a number of things. But he's also told tough, hard truths from time to time. All right, we got to go. All right, thank yeah, you so yeah, much, Dan. Thank I, you. Yeah, he's sure. We all tell a lie sometimes, but uh, he's not a continuous liar like Schiff. All right, we got Fair you. Enough. Thank you so much, right, Dan. You guys thank have you. a great day. You yep, too. you too, buddy. Thank you so much for calling in. All right, we're hitting the break. We got callers waiting. Somebody wants to get in queue. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the market and text us at seven zero two three six. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. The right to the right. 
appropriate bumper music from Kevin Her, fabulous uh, producer and wonderful sports analyst and great corner office occupant. We don't know what he does up there, but he certainly dresses well, and uh, so we appreciate his help and hard work. One of our guests, listeners says, okay, Dan, ask Alexa if Trump lies, and she'll never shut up, <laughs> says Bob. Another listener says, Governor. Um, actually, we tried that. Let's see here. Let's see. Just be sure. Alexa, does Trump lie? Not saying a thing. No, I think uh, <laughs> I don't think she gets. She the says question. I don't have an answer for that. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, mine is tied to music. So <laughs> unless it's a Trump song about lies. Another listener says Governor Wolf gets COVID for the second time and is thankful for the second booster. I hope he gets well soon. But really thankful? Well, what kind of bad behavior is he uh, taking part in that he, despite having two shots oh, and two boosters, know. gets COVID for I a second I think everybody's kind of out there now and just getting it and staying quarantined. Uh, next Trafficking text, in ballots is illegal in the vast majority of states, and trafficking did happen. Right. There's, that's 100 percent true. And Mike is 100 percent correct. The coup happened on November 3rd, 2020, with the corruption in the election. Right. And the threat to the republic is the demon riddled old fool sitting in the Oval office. That would be President Biden. <laughs> right. And when you change the definition of mass shooting to suit a narrative, every shooting becomes a mass shooting. Right. Yeah. We, we, what did Leonard Steinhorn say? We have a mass shooting every day of the calendar year so far. More than that. But as I suggested yesterday, we do need to change the definition to 20 people killed or injured so that we have fewer mass shootings in the U.S. It's not a good system, though. Lance, you're on the mark. Okay. Why? You know, insofar as that uh, averred insurrection, it was the stupidest afternoon in American history, I think, anyway. And that uh, if the other side had done it, I'd have looked back and I'd have said, boy, we don't have much to worry about from those delusional morons, do we? And that's true, really. Uh, what I really uh, called about, though, you know, I say that the trouble is that there's too many guns. We have more and more and more and more guns. All right. Now, if we look back when the murder rate was almost 11 per 100,000, we had two-thirds of the number of guns in circulation as what we have now. Now, in 2018, the murder rate had dropped down to less than five per 100,000 even as the number of guns increased. So, what has happened from 2018 till now? When it had the murder rate, when the, the uh, fire, number of firearms in circulation had uh, increased as much as what it did. I can't, I can't see how anybody can uh, say what they do. So we're safer, or not safer now, but we have less um, what sort of violent gunplay that leaves us injured now than we did before? No, no, I'm not saying that. What happened from 2018 till now? I mean, the murder rate halved in that length of time with all those guns coming into circulation. I, I think it means that guns were not a factor either way. Okay. I mean, doesn't that point to that? Uh, let's see. Uh, CBS has a note overnight says the very latest CDC data reveals a nearly 35% increase in firearm deaths nationwide from 2019 to 2020. Guns account for 79% of all homicides in the U.S. The country also recorded its most annual 
gun deaths ever, more than 45,000 gun deaths in 2020. Does that refute? Pardon me? What I'm saying is, what happened in the last two years? When it was half what it was when we had two-thirds of the guns we have now. Well, we had a pandemic. Uh, we became even more divided. It's hard to say whether President Trump contributed to the division or just took advantage of it in order to, you know, enjoy political office. Certainly, President Biden uh, took advantage of our division when he was running for office. Maybe still is. Uh, so that's that's happening. We had a pandemic. Not quite sure. You know, we are uh, a lot of folks are still pretty wound up. That has happened. Um, let's see. Are we speeding more? Are, are your police busier these days than previous years that you know of by chance? Well, there are, you know, there are always places and opportunities for people to speed. And, um, you know, complaints we have relate to largely people running red lights early in the morning. Okay. Drug arrests are up in Pennsylvania, according to Pennsylvania State Police. Now, those are their arrests, but they're still ultra-vigilant about many things. They're still busting people who have marijuana in plain sight in a vehicle that they stop for speeding. So uh, there are a few local police that are a little bit more tolerant on that. But, of course, state police have zero tolerance for anything at all whatsoever that relates to illegal activities. So that has happened. Anything else that's happened in the past two years? President Biden took over, so our division is, you know, about the same, really. Well, let's face it. We have serious problems in this country that the current administration is not only not addressing. Oh, the border They're ignoring, open. right. And the there's a, con- there's a convoy of like 17,000 people headed toward the border, and you're not hearing anybody talk about it except Fox News. And so everybody's, oh, it's Fox News. But, the, you know, the Mexican president is now blown off coming to the um, conference that the president has organized about because he won't let in Cuba and some other countries. Of course, we got supply chain and inflation and chip shortages. The whole world is just about out of sync in almost every way. Um, so those are some of the things that have happened in the, last, in the last year. Deaths have gone up from guns, so we talked about that. Conclusion, Lance? All I'm saying is there's a whole lot more factors than just the number of guns. And I don't even think that it would be a factor, do you? You put all that in there. And then the fact that... Uh, they don't uh, really punish criminals. Here, there is two good ones right here in our area. Now, here is the guy. Uh, no, well, actually, we're out of time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. We're, yep, we're at five minutes. So thank okay. you so much, Lance. Take care, Lance. Although I t- <laughs> my two-year analysis took up half his time. Sorry about that. All right, Al, stand by. we got to hit the break to stay on schedule. We'll be right back. We should have that conversation on the air. His fingerprints on it would not be good. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Steel dossier, Leonard Steinhorn, President Trump, President Biden, uh, guns, and January 6th committee of the U.S. House are our topics right now. Al's on the line. And you can weigh in now. Al, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Okay, uh, thank you for taking my call. I waited 20 minutes. Can you hear me, or is the phone crackling today? Nope, no, sounds good. Actually, you sound better than you okay, have in well, weeks. <laughs> well, I, I'm not using the speakerphone, and, and, but it's crackling on my end, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, there's two things I'd like to see on Thursday night in that speech, or that uh, hearing hmm. that's going to be on public TV um, and all the networks except Fox. 
is uh, the end of the speech where Trump said, now go down to the court, uh, the Capitol and protest peacefully and orderly, and that won't be on there. And the fact that uh, five of them were offered 20,000 uh, troops, either National Guard or regular Army, and only one out of the five responded in writing, I'd like to see that. One of the five. One of the five. One of the five. One of the five. Who? One of the five. Uh, who? Who are the five? Uh, uh, Pelosi, um, the mayor, the chief of the police and the Capitol police and uh, Sergeant at Arms, and Sergeant at Arms, and there was one more, but the, all five of them refused the uh, offer of twenty thousand troops, and I wonder why the, you know, they only used a. Uh, a plot, one of those plastic orange fences as one of the first <laughs> barriers. Um, <clears throat> there was no control. And it was, uh, uh, you know, to make up your mind, you need both sides of the story. That's all I'm asking for. Both sides of the story. This is like the fourth or fifth attempt to get Donald Trump to stop running or ever being president again because he screwed up the narrative of the... the um, Reset the Great Reset and One World Order, which people are, you know, oblivious to. Now, has I, I don't follow it ultra ultra closely. Has the January sixth committee talked about the offers that Nancy Pelosi was given? We we have talked about it on this show, so that's not news to us. That there were offers, and the D.C. police had the opportunity to summon more officers or more help. Whether I don't remember if it was National Guard or not. We've talked about that, but has the January sixth committee ignored that fact, or has that come up yeah. in the past also? They, they're not that, that's interested ignored, in that. The whole fact is ignored, and that fact that those five are not going to be questioned about January 6th and what they knew and their records all and their phone calls all exposed, they said they're not going to expose any of those five. I, I, and, I just uh, find that hard to believe. That's not both sides of the story. That's the problem. Well, let's take a look at and another We, we should know everything about Pelosi, what she said. That we should know everything about the Capitol Police, what they said. We should know everything about well, right, well, everybody. How about, how about this article? And this is from USA Today, and it's a story they ran that said Trump's claim that he offered 10,000 troops was debunked by fact-checkers in March after he first made the statement during a Fox News appearance, and it's still not true. There is no evidence Trump made any formal request about deploying 10,000 National Guard troops before the rally. Who did this? The story was from USA Today. Well, there you go. So, in other words, yeah, anybody... Biased. They're biased. That's what he means by there you go. Well, I gather, yeah. but, you know, if it was, it they, they make a direct statement. There is no formal evidence, or no evidence, no evidence that Trump made any formal request. You know why there's no evidence? Because I told you they are not looking into Pelosi and the other four in her gang that refused it. How can they find the evidence if they don't have access to it? Well, what would be a formal request? Would it be just Donald Trump talking about a news that, conference no, after no, the fact? No, he sent it in writing, and, and there was only well, then there should one be, person that responded back in writing. Well, then there should and be suppressing uh, that the mayor. There should be they suppress writing. Suppress all the evidence. Well, where, just where, like in the election, they suppress the evidence. Why didn't Donald Trump release the email or the letter he sent? Instead of it just saying released. he did it, instead of saying, no, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen any letter that he says he sent. He's made the claim that he sent the letter, but I haven't seen it. It's been suppressed. 
just like why would he suppress wait 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 why would he suppress his own letter he certainly has the capability of getting it out through truth social or anything any in the media if he had the absolute proof you'd think he would he would release it next time i talk to him i'm gonna ask him okay good deal <laughs> Go down to Mar-a-Lago but, uh, and kiss the ring. If you can't see that it's all slanted to try and never see Trump in, as president again, uh, well, I can't. I can't say anything to convince that, you. Otherwise. That's a good thing. All right. Thank you so much, Al. Thanks that's for calling. Yeah, I always appreciate Bye. your opinions. All right. Yeah. That takes us to Bill. Thank you for your patience, sir. You are on the mark. Yeah, I was calling. I, I heard Joe say something about the local police a little bit ago, and said something about. They were like running red lights and everything. I have a couple questions to ask if they enforce anything else that goes on, or actually, are they actually running red lights, or are red lights not working at times? I don't know. I'm sure you and Joe have driven across the bridge into Sunbury from Nori. You want to turn left to go out Shiklimi Avenue, and you get this person who sits back seven or eight feet from where the stop on red is. <laughs> And that line will be at the end of the bridge. Well, that isn't my fault that he's not smart enough to pull up to the light. I have gone around them people. I'm not going to deny it. Suppose the light over there is sitting for five minutes and the light doesn't change. Is that the person breaking the law when the light doesn't work? Do they enforce the... When it rains, you're supposed to have your headlights on. If you have your windshield wipers on, matter of fact, I think you have to have all your lights on. Right. Just think it's not all the people are, are disobeying the laws, and I'm not saying the cops aren't enforcing them either. I'm not saying either one. Well, a lot of times the things you mention are, generate warnings, not actual tickets. You know, they're not. their goal isn't just to try and give everybody who does anything wrong always a ticket. Sometimes it's just counseling them and reminding them what their obligations counseling. are. <laughs> right. Have you ever considered driving more mindfully that kind <laughs> right. of counseling oh no not that kind okay sorry <laughs> no i was discussing with our chief of police and others she said i counseled them i said all right well that we counsel people all sometimes right, all right bill anything else thank you sir yeah if you remember correctly i i don't know if it would be in joe's jurisdiction uh down at the the uh, where the giant is back about was it seven eight years ago maybe a little longer they had the fog morning, and the traffic was backed up for an hour. Wouldn't you think somebody would realize that you couldn't go through that red light, or at least call 911 and have a catastrophe when you're sitting there first in line? I don't understand some people sometimes. Well, that, but have you ever seen that on Chickalimmy Avenue, though, Mark or Joe? Yeah, yeah really? I, I've seen it. Yep, but, definitely. you know, the, what so you're talking about on the strip, the original lights or cameras that controlled the traffic movements and the stoplights, they got rid of the old ground loops that used to be buried in the ground, and they went with these cameras. But the original ones were susceptible to fog, and they often wouldn't see the cars pulling oh, up dear. Okay. because of the fog. Now, the new generation doesn't have that problem. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, only thing I, the, the only thing I see there is every now and then they get a little slower, and I, I don't know if PennDOT regulates it, but and maybe this would be the last year for it. I know that a couple of years ago you said about the traffic backup down at Old Ted's. I think that's because the time changed over the weekend, and they didn't set the, the timers back when the time went back. All right, we got that could you. Be, that could be. All right, thank you so much, Bill. Thanks, Thanks Bill. Appreciate your call. Call again. Yep, appreciate that. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Dick's the last caller before a quickie break. Uh, Go ahead, uh, Dick. You're on the mark. Please. 
Thank you. I was going to make this real quick. So yesterday, I hear Dan telling me that he wants this to have have his weapons, the AR-15s and such. So if we ever have to go to war to, to fight our own troops, we won't be overwhelmed by their their weapons. But I, my only problem with that is I don't care who went in the service. I was in Southeast Asia during Vietnam. But he's telling me that guys wouldn't serve a country to defend the country in Vietnam or Iraq or Afghanistan because the numbers that went are very, very minuscule, whatever, probably less than 10% of ever our veterans, I guess. So they would fight with our own troops but not defend our country. I, think I just have a problem with that. I, I think what's happening is you have one sliver of fear that exists in the U.S. among a lot of people that the U.S. government could somehow get too big and try to take away guns or hurt people. I I think that and only that is what he's talking about. I don't think you can extrapolate it that it relates to some larger conspiracy or or some larger thought about fighting our own troops or not standing up for our country. You have to be fighting our own troops if if you're going to you don't want to be overwhelmed by the the, the weapons they have. I guess my point is I just have some of a problem with guys I don't care who went, but if somebody would not go to fight against Vietnam or, or North Vietnam or something, but they, they have no, no, no problem fighting with, against our own troops. I just, I just find that kind of hard to I, I wouldn't believe, expand but that's just it, my thought on it. I wouldn't expand that one comment into a great uh, feeling or sentiment well, as it relates so what, to... So what would happen? So, you're, so what's, he, what's he telling you then? I think what he's trying to say is that one of the reasons that we have to keep and own and make sure that we're ready is because in the history of the world, not in the U.S., but in the history of the world, governments have gotten too big and have tried to take over homes or neighborhoods or guns or things like that. And one of the reasons we have to stay armed and vigilant is because you just never know. He's not talking about our service to the, in the U.S. military or people who do serve. Or so, so you're telling me then that there's no reason, that there's no likely way they would ever use us weapons against our own troops then. I d- I he can't said he that. would use a, a weapon against anybody who came to his house to take his guns away. That was his point. Right. There you go. Well, somebody's not going to come from another country and do that. You're right. right. It, it have to be our own people. So I, that's my point. I guess I guess find that somewhat of a hard hard All to right. believe. I don't care that they didn't go in the service. Doesn't bother me. Noted. Well, All it right. doesn't bother me Perfect. one bit. All right, we the got only, you. The only person that bothered me there was was, was Donald Trump because he used his five deferments. And, and if you don't agree with him, if you, even if you were in the military, if you are on his side, he just doesn't have any time for you. Like John McCain, there's lots of them out there. He's he's, he's criticized lots of people that were in the military that actually served. Well, he's going to be the next president, so we're going to be back in that pickle. All right. Thank you so much, Dick. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Dick. Good point. Very much appreciated. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Take some speedy dialers to get on at the end of the show. We've talked about uh, President Trump and Alexa and uh, Schiff, Adam Schiff. One of our good listeners says he lies more than Trump. Uh, Political bias, the insurrection, gun laws, January 6th, and Leonard Steinhorn. But it's an open day. You can change the topic if you want to. Right. You can talk about... uh, other issues. Pick something that has two sides to it. <laughs> hey, I want to tell you about something that there is only a one-sided argument, and that's about the fabulosity of the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915. SunburyMotors.com, their website. I have seen, but was not being even asked to drive, the spec version of the 2023 Mustang Mach-E that's coming out very shortly. Of course, this, as you know, 100% electric. One of the top 10 vehicles in the world, according to Consumer Report. 
reports. Uh, the new version will have about 275 horsepower. That is uh, more than the previous one. Uh, zero to 60 in 4.8 section was, uh, seconds was the old measurement of some of the premium versions. Uh, now that is down to four even. So I don't know why Joe would want to go that fast, but you can. Just don't go over 60, but zero. We get that fast in 60, four seconds. Uh, it is up to 310 miles on a single charge on average. Now that depends if you use the air conditioner and you're, you, you know, you're have your foot on the brake and at the same time you're doing all those things that might hurt your mileage. Then it's going to be less or it's stop and go. But if you're on a highway and you're not running the heater and AC and all these other things, then 300 plus miles will be easy for you on a single charge. Of course, it does charge with 110, but you can hook it up to 220 or the new three-phase DC connections that folks can do with their 2023 Mustang Mach-E Premium. Get on the wait list at the Sunbury Motor Company. I do not know the wait time for a 2023 Mach-E Premium. Uh, I would think it would be measured in months rather than weeks, but you can make your next vehicle electric and you'll be your gasoline will cost about a dollar and a quarter a gallon or so, uh, so to speak, for that vehicle. So check it out, sunburymotors.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. I think the central message is that we have On the Mark is now underway, and we have a short time of open phones left. If uh, We had folks stacked up with all four lines lit earlier, so if you couldn't get through then... But I've got this story about now. Joe Biden and his claims. Again, you know, they always say Trump's a liar. Well, Biden is drawing scrutiny for a claim that he was appointed to the U.S. Naval Academy in 1965, which does not line up with historical data. Biden delivered a commencement speech Friday sharing the story of an appointment from former Senator J. Caleb Boggs, who was a Republican in Delaware. He says, I was told the class of 72 is here. I was appointed to the Academy in 1965 by a senator who I was running against in 1972. Never planned it that way. I wasn't old enough to be sworn in. I was only 29 years old when I was running, Biden said. The president added later that I didn't come to the Academy because I wanted to be a football star. And you had a guy named Roger Staubach and Joe Bellino here. So I went to Delaware. The line attracted quick blowback. The Naval Academy does not offer graduate degrees, and Biden attended Syracuse University for law school after finishing at the University of Delaware. Biden was a star football player in high school and did play on Delaware's freshman team in 1961. When asked about the claim on Tuesday, White House Press Secretary Karen Jean-Pierre said she did not hear that part of the speech. <laughs> I hear you, she said to a reporter who pressed the issue. I need to read it myself and go back and see what you're talking about exactly. I can't speak to it right now now. Biden has a history of making claims about his background that turn out to be 
lies. He misstates his own <laughs> resume, right? Yes. I mean, you know, people can check this stuff. Upper right-hand corner. And Dennis Laskowski says, in my opinion, Liz Cheney is motivated by the disdain she has for Mr. Trump, and she and her father are close friends with the Bush family, and Mr. Trump won the nod for the Republican Party against Jeb Bush, who had $150 million to buy the nomination and did not get it. And Mr. Trump called him names, right or wrong. All of the candidates during that primary were stooping to a low denominator. Not only Donald Trump. Liz is using what leverage she can to prevent Trump from running again. My opinion is 75 million Trump supporters are not brainwashed. Well, I think a lot of them, half of them, fit into the category that Joe does. Likes the policies, not the uh, individuals so much as the per- as the you know the things that the conservative policies. Well, I think I don't think it's unfair to say that Donald Trump is a narcissist. You know, I I think it's most not pe- fair. It's okay. It's not fair. It's not unfair to say. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I believe he is a narcissist. Well, by I mean, definition, it, he fits every category. Everything every centers around him. It's all him. He can't get past what happened. Uh, he believes the election was stolen, and so he's going to continue making that claim. And maybe there were irregularities, but no one – and I I would love to believe it was stolen from him. I, I believe – I voted for him the second time. Mm-hmm. I, I, so your vote got discarded. Well, you know, but I, I still – I don't believe he lost the election because he was cheated out of it. All right. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, the true believers are true believers on that, though. doesn't seem like you can shake them with anything. No, it's like a faith. You can't argue faith with somebody. Well, yeah. you can. <laughs> but you and, won't win. Uh, we have callers who do that all the time. I would, I would like to ask Dan to find an Adam Schiff lie. All right. Well, that should be well, doable. That's he easy. I mean, he said that he had irrefutable proof that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians, and he never presented it. Yeah, collusion is a very undefined term. Certainly, the Trump election campaign was sending their data to Ukrainian Russian people to enter to. Uh, probably service the people who were interfering with the election. But Chris, irrefutable. You know, flood America media with the social media with uh, lies. Chris, irrefutable proof is a strong statement. You either have it or you don't. He said he had it, and well, he's never shown collusion. it. That's collusion. Uh, that's, uh, that, uh, collusion is the undefined term, not the irrefutable proof part. The collusion is the undefined term. I think it's evidence of collusion. And, and if that's if that's collu- that, that's collusion between the, re- re- the Trump election campaign and Russia. That's irrefutable. And it's irrefutable. Well, I think I could argue with you on that. You know, but I think Adam uh, well, Schiff... everybody agrees that, that the Russians were doing the interference. You, you disagree with that part? Sure, at Hillary Clinton's behest. What do you mean? She's the one who has started the whole thing about the Russians. What do you mean, started what thing? The investigation, put that false information out no, there. No, that's a lie, too. No, Come it's on, not. Joe, quit lying. It was, it was a newspaper, it was a Republican candidate who started the investigation. All right, Chris, you called too late, but so thank you. Through the, through the news, <laughs> Republican newspaper. Call first thing tomorrow. First thing tomorrow, we'll finish up the truth-telling. This is WKOK Sunbury.